0: There's a new live jazz experience on public radio, Jazz Night in America. Exclusive concerts from around the country, conversations with artists... And video webcasts that give you the backstage fast. And organizations I'm that Christian benefit McBride. you as a join me right of Fort here on this Welcome to Empowering You, America. Your host. Join us Brian Sundays Anthony. at 9 p.m. right after Democracy Now on WSNC 90. It is high FM noon and try on the internet. What a great at day. To be radio. Good afternoon. <laughs> this is Empowering You. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Brian Anthony. General Manager of WSNC 90.5 FM. Empowering You is a show where we highlight nonprofits in our city, county, and region, and the many services they provide the citizens of Forsyth County and the Triad. Also, we feature corporations, local corporations, that have community initiatives designed to benefit you and to continue to make our region a great place to live. Not only will we feature non-profits and corporate community initiatives, we also will hear from local entities like the City of Winston-Salem, the Health Department, the Winston-Salem Forsyth County Schools, and a piece that we speak to the title of this show with, Empowering You, by speaking on empowerment with Women's Forsyth Magazine editor and publisher, Brooke Eagle, all packed into a one-hour show. We hope... That you make it a point, you find the interest in it, you find great information, and make it a point to join us every Sunday following Money Making Conversations at noon. Also, if you happen to miss it, a lot of people are still in church or getting out of church. If you miss it, any portion of it, the podcast will be available on our website, as is all of our public affairs programming just by logging on to WSNCRadio.org and clicking media on our navigation bar. You can also access our website, many people don't know this, on our free mobile app that you can download in your device's app store, whether that be App Store or Play Store. Just simply search WSNC FM 90.5. Typically on a day like today, We always have, like we talked about, our local entities involved in the show, but uh, this is the season that people are preparing and taking vacations and preparing for the upcoming fall. So we are without uh, our our usual and typical guest for today. That will be uh, Forsyth Women's Magazine, Brooke Eagle, publisher and editor. So that will come back up again in a month from now. Today, we got a great guest lined up for you especially for all you nonprofit organizations, locally, regionally, and on a state level. You want to be tuned in in about another six minutes or so. We're going to talk to a special, special guest that I, I'm sure will be able to help you in your mission uh, with your nonprofits. So stick around for that. First, we're going to get into some updates, some housekeeping with WSNC. Thank you to everybody who came out on Friday night, for the opening of uh, Downtown Jazz Series. Uh, that's the free downtown concert that is put on by Downtown Partnership, Post Jazz Entertainment. And of course, uh, we partner with them to make sure you are aware when those shows are because they are something to behold. I believe, I believe Friday night. Had to be the best attendance record we had at the Downtown Jazz Series in its probably history. I think we were close to over, maybe close to 500 people on on Friday night. So thank you for coming out. And it also speaks to um, just the power and, and what we're trying to do, one, a piece of our mission here at WSNC, and that is getting information out. Because I strongly feel if you, as a member of this community, know that there are events that are going on, then you will go. If you don't know, how can you make that decision? So our attempt to make sure that the awareness is heightened, obviously worked on Friday night for a, an initial show for the first one for the season by far. The largest crowd we've had, the largest crowd we've had with Jesse J and Reggie Bowie, local entertainment there, national recording artist, saxophonist Jesse J. What a great show. What a great show. So if you were able to be in attendance, thank you for coming out. We had a wonderful time. Great time to be had. Jim Steele probably has some uh, video footage on our Facebook page. You can get there on our website at WSNCRadio.org. Just on the main page, the home page, scroll down. You'll find social media. And then click that, and it'll take you to the link for our our Facebook page. So thank you for everybody uh, on the kickoff of downtown jazz on Friday night. Football season. Is coming up, yeah, Coach Robert Massey, without the interim tag as his first season as full head coach, um, has a pretty tough schedule coming his way this season. So the interest, I'm sure, will be heightened around Rams football. Um, we are gearing up to bring you uh, those games because the first game, the first three games, I believe, are out of town. Their away games And we'll get into who they're playing And just why the interest Will be focused on this Rams football team This season We get started Labor Day weekend At the Hall of Fame Classic HBCU, I believe this is the inaugural HBCU Hall of Fame game Held where they hold The NFL Hall of Fame game In Canton, Ohio That's going to be on Labor Day weekend On that Sunday at 4 o'clock the next weekend, we take on North Carolina Central, a, a renewed revivalry, and the trio of Chancellor Robinson, A.D. Thomas, and head football coach Robert Massey are alumni of North Carolina Central, so that's going to be a huge game for our program. And then, of course, everybody knows and congratulates uh, James DuBose, who is the new athletic director at Elizabeth City in the in the eastern part of North Carolina we traveled there to take on his program and the university's program I don't want to say it's his program but the university's program with him at the helm um, in the third game and then we have to travel once again to Chowan, where we suffered our worst defeat last year uh, at the hands of Chowan. I won't even mention the score because that's history So our first four games are going to be difficult, cut out for us, um, away games. And we will be bringing you that action live with our team, Ken Winfrey, Alan Chavis. And, of course, we're going to add some more twists this year to it as well. All that to say, all of you local business owners, local business owners and nonprofits, we will be introducing our Underwrite of packages for these games. Some interesting sponsorships, touchdown sponsorships, uh, game sponsorships, first down sponsorships. All those will be a part of our package that you can take advantage of to separate yourself and brand your nonprofit, your community initiatives, your events. Those are coming in the next couple of weeks. So you will get information. We will be approaching you nonprofits and businesses around the area. And if you have interest in being a part of this and being, have your business exposed and have your events or community initiatives exposed during these games, then you can contact us, marketing at wsncradio.org. Really simple. Marketing at wsncradio.org. Or simply call our radio station at 750-2321. That's 336-750-2321. It's going to be a great, great football season, and we're looking forward to bringing it to you. Take advantage of it support the radio station, support our efforts to make sure that we stay connected to the community and bring you these games because we do, we do, we do have costs associated now. We do have that. So if you're interested uh, in being an underwriter supporter for our athletic program, as a matter of fact, let me tell you this too. I also found out last week that the basketball uh, sponsorships will include an away game in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by Earl the Pearl Monroe. And then there's another game that escapes me, but we'll get that. But first, the football season. So the the athletic package for underwriters is very advantageous for you to be a part of that, especially in the return from COVID and not assuming that people know that you're still here and what you offer in terms of services or community initiative uh, opportunities for those here in our community to take advantage of. Last but not least... We are always looking to add to our staff, always. This is a very good developmental situation, whether you're experienced and you just want to get back in the groove or you just have an interest in broadcasting, radio broadcasting, and you want to find out and get the experience necessary so you can get out there. It's a very competitive field. It's a very competitive field. So you have to have the skill set to be able to compete because there are a lot of people that are out there looking for jobs that have the skill set that are not necessarily getting in. But there are a lot of other people that are being able to get in on first opportunities as well if you have the multitasking skill set that it takes to succeed in radio. So if you're interested in radio broadcasting, this is the place that you want to be. I think this is just me. This is my mission. This will be the top training facility for radio broadcasting in this region of the country. Community members or students. If you have an interest in radio broadcasting, this is the place for you to get that hands-on experience. Show host, jazz show host. I'm looking for jazz show hosts to uh, host a four-hour segment on the weekends especially. And then when our main guys or our main uh, talent is off on vacation, talk show hosts, especially with topical ideas, we're looking for those people who want to or have an interest in being a talk show host and you have a great idea or you just want to host, say, this particular show. Because trust me, I'm just setting the groundwork and I want somebody to be able to come in and fill in, and do this show particularly so I can step away and get back to my general manager responsibilities. And last but not least, a webmaster or a content manager. Our main mission is to make sure that we have everything that we talk about on our radio station. Everything that you hear on our radio station is reflective and interactive on our website. A lot of detailed work, so we're looking for someone in that regard too, a webmaster or a content manager for our website, and to assist Jim Steele, who does an excellent job of getting information out with our social media. So with all that said, last but not least, always keep in mind, I mentioned our mobile apps earlier. You can get to our website on the home page of the mobile app, just down at the bottom. All you got to do is click connect. It'll bring up Uh, Drop-down menu, hit website, takes you right to it. You can can keep up with the songs that are playing while they're playing through that mobile app while you're listening to it. Also, if you happen to make or want to make a donation, you can do that on the homepage of the mobile app, too. Down at the bottom, just hit donate. It'll take you directly to our secure, very, very 100% secure opportunity for you to make a donation with a credit card or a debit card. You can do that through our mobile app as well as on our website by just hitting Donate Now. All right, coming back in about 90 seconds, our special guest for today. I am so excited for all you nonprofits. Um, I think that, well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I think this information will help you plan for upcoming future years, um, knowing that you have a funding resource available to you in this particular local market, Winston sale. So we'll have that guest up next on empowering you right here on WSNC 90.5 FM.
1: There's always a new season of college
0: athletics, and if you're a business owner, we've got the perfect platform for you to strengthen your marketing or awareness campaigns. Winston-Salem State University athletic games broadcast on 90.5 FM WSNC. Football, women's basketball, men's basketball, and of course, the CIAA Basketball Tournament in Baltimore. There are several in-game feature sponsorships and general underwriting that will help increase your brand or awareness campaigns. For more information, contact WSNC-FM at 336-750-2321 or email us at marketing at wsncradio.org.
1: Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I
0: think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I
1: talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me.
0: When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's, now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's a new live jazz experience on public radio, Jazz Night in America. Exclusive concerts from around the country, conversations with artists, and video webcasts that give you the backstage pass. I'm Christian McBride. Join me right here on this station for Jazz Night in America. Join us Sundays at 9 p.m. right after Democracy Now! on WSNC 90.5 FM and on the Internet at WSNCRadio.org. Welcome back to Empowering You on this Sunday. Brian Anthony, your host for the day, I'm I'm overly excited, very 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 excited today, uh, simply because whenever you can get um, a nonprofit or an entity here in our locale to come on to this particular show for the purpose of disseminating information, and this particular organization that a lot of people may have never heard of it, obviously that also means that there are a lot of opportunities that are flowing through this organization that should benefit this community. The biggest part of the problem, I think, and, and our guests will either confirm that or deny that, and that is people's inability to find out information that they need to help them progress. Is that Does that seem pretty accurate when it comes to First of all, let me introduce him. Uh, this morning, our guest from the Z. Smith Foundation is the executive director Maurice Green, better known as Mo Green. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Yeah. So, so my contention is, a lot of people don't are not able to take advantage because they don't have the information. Basically.
1: Certainly, uh, we can always do better about getting information out, and that's why it's a pleasure to be on this show this morning.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I'm glad to
1: have you here. Yes, so there's certainly lots of people that know about the foundation mm-hmm. and the foundation's work, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, you know, always uh, keen on trying to be sure that we get it out, uh, the information out to more and more people.
0: Absolutely. So, Let me give you your props. Let me give you your flowers while you're still breathing. For those of you who don't know, Mo did an exceptional job as the superintendent of schools in Guilford County uh, some years ago before coming to Z. Smith. The transition from education to nonprofit, how did that take place in in your world? Yeah, so
1: uh, I am not an educator by training, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so it was... Um, a wonderful opportunity to be the superintendent of Guilford County Schools. Um, I had actually been the attorney for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and then was the deputy superintendent of Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and then superintendent. Okay. Loved the work. Okay. Um, Knew about Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, the school district with some others were grantees of the foundation. Okay. Okay. Uh, And when the position became available, Mm -hmm. uh, my predecessor, Leslie Winner um, was retiring. Mm-hmm. Well, She actually um, used to be the uh, attorney for Charlotte Mecklenburg. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Was someone that I knew and uh, admired. I mm-hmm. uh, feel like in some ways she was a mentor. And mm-hmm. so we had a conversation about this opportunity, and it was one that, uh, as I listened and learned, mm-hmm. was one that I thought I ought to really consider because the Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation. Provides this wonderful opportunity to try to make substantive and substantial change throughout the state of North Carolina, mm-hmm. as opposed to what I was doing, which was focused primarily on Shoreline one, McComper, school, dist- yeah, yeah, one yeah. school district. district yes. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about, oh, the transition. What, what drew you? You said that. But what about Z. Smith Foundation really brought you in and wanted you to change your mindset in terms of what direction you wanted to go in?
1: Yeah. So uh, as I learned more about the foundation and understood that it at that time had, you know, significant focuses on uh, issues around public education, certainly, but mm-hmm. more than that, mm-hmm. uh, issues around equity um, and community, economic development, and mm-hmm. issues around democracy and the environment. Really felt like uh, this would be a place for me to learn and grow, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps bring a skill set or two to an organization that could then really make substantive and substantial differences for uh, all of North Carolina, particularly those uh, communities that are marginalized. And so it was a very attractive uh, opportunity Mm -hmm. um, to provide some resources and be in partnership with others who are really trying to do
0: important work in North Carolina. Okay. You've already mentioned The four areas that are a priority for Z. Smith. Let's get into each one of those and talk about the importance uh, to Z. Smith for you to be or or for you to have this as your particular mission. Start with advancing public education.
1: Yeah so and maybe if I could provide just a bit of context because um, when I arrived we had five focus areas uh, that the foundation focused on. Okay. We then moved from that to We did what we called a listening and learning tour, which was part of our strategic assessment and planning process that led to the development of our framework for grant making and learning Mm -hmm. that we launched in 2018. That framework has three major strategies, Mm -hmm. Um, the first of which is the state-level systemic change strategy, the second is the community-based strategy, and then the third is exploratory visionary idea strategy and okay. so where you were taking me i think was to that very first strategy mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. state level systemic change strategy um, which is as you can hear sort of focused on state level uh strategies that can um you yeah, really benefit all of north carolina right Within that, then, there are four priority areas. Mm-hmm. And okay. The f- okay. One that you were lifting up was advancing public education. Okay. And so gotcha. with within that priority area, then, we're focused on a number of different things, uh, uh, trying to have public will for public education. So mm-hmm. it's a thing that... Uh, issue that uh, is critically important in this state as the state is trying to grapple with how we educate our students most effectively. Sometimes it can be negative uh, messages put out about public education Mm -hmm. as an option. And so trying to be sure that we continue to build public will for public education, which will also then lead to appropriate resources um, being provided for students who are educated through our public school system. Okay. Uh, The second is we also focus on issues around equity, educational equity. Mm -hmm. And then we we also focus on issues around uh, operations and improvements within school districts. Primarily, we're focused on uh, early childhood Mm -hmm. through Mm -hmm. 12th grade when we talk about uh, advance in public education.
0: Okay. And that's where the background comes in with the expertise. Well. (laughs) Love it. Love it fostering a healthy and sustainable environment.
1: Yes, sir. So this is an area that the foundation has been focused on for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, many would say that the foundation was one of the leading organizations uh, to really elevate um, environmental issues uh, in our state okay. and so focused on all the things that one might imagine you know clean air water mm-hmm. uh, etc mm-hmm. uh, focus certainly on um, issues of climate change okay. Okay. Uh, and how that is uh, impacting uh, our state mm-hmm. um, yeah so we are uh, looking for opportunities to be sure that uh, and this is an area that we've really morphed and, and grown and changed a little bit in mm-hmm, over mm-hmm. the last uh, year plus is uh, trying to be sure that folks who are most impacted by uh, environmental issues mm-hmm. uh, in a negative way you know, are provided the resources to mm-hmm. uh, address those issues because they know uh, oftentimes what solutions will work best for their communities.
0: Right, right.
1: Promoting social justice and economic justice. Yes, sir. So this is actually a very broad area for very. us um, <laughs> and it covers lots of different things. Yes. Everything from criminal justice to yes. reproductive justice to issues around immigration, mm-hmm. uh, housing issues, Um yeah, you know, certainly economic uh, related issues. So this is this is this is one of those um, workers' rights mm-hmm. and worker conditions. This is a broad area for us, and we are in each of those sort of subcategories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, really trying to be sure that we elevate um, issues of importance for people who are negatively impacted
0: by systems uh, in our state. Okay. Okay. That, that's, and those are all the hot buttons in society right now as well. Yes, sir. Um, strengthening democracy. Yes, sir. So not, that... Before you even get started on that one, without even bringing the politics in it, if, if you're not aware that during this last election cycle, there was a, a very strong push and challenge to democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... With this being one of your major areas, I'm interested to find out how Z. Smith Reynolds sees this um, challenge mm-hmm. and how you plan to utilize your serv- your your grants to be able to help with this process. Sure. So, um,
1: yeah, so democracy being a significant area of focus for us, mm-hmm. um, I would say that we have focused primarily on uh, issues with the understanding that democracy is going to stay in to place. be in place. That's the
0: first thing, um, yeah.
1: and and then how do people uh, better access um, you know opportunities? Mm-hmm. So things like civic engagements, things like voters, r- voter rights, mm-hmm. and issues around redistricting. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, so um, these are the sorts of issues that we have focused on. Um, primarily in, in this in this category mm-hmm. um, yeah certainly the last year plus mm-hmm. um, has caused us to think about, yeah. You know, do we need to be thinking about uh, these issues differently and broader? Mm-hmm. I mean, can we imagine a place where you know, the question about is there a democracy mm-hmm. um, you know, becomes sort of front and center? And so this is a place where I think we will want to continue to explore. Mm-hmm. We haven't landed on making substantial or significant changes uh, at this point but mm-hmm. it is something that I think we need to be exploring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as an organization in connection and in conversation with our grantees and others mm-hmm. um, even as we continue to push forward you know, how to strengthen uh, the democracy that
0: we do have okay okay. during the um, I'm assuming this, this organization has been in existence for over 80 years now Yes, correct um, I'm looking at a monetary figure here that is just blowing my mind. Is this over a period of time or over the entire duration of the
1: organization? Yeah. So if you're looking at a, a figure that. Uh, let me, let uh, me go ahead and throw it out there. Sure. Six
0: hundred and twenty seven million. Yes,
1: sir. <laughs>
0: Very good.
1: Yes, sir. So that would be from mm-hmm. uh, inception mm-hmm. uh, to today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, over six hundred uh, million dollars uh, in grants and awards provided to benefit, uh, improve, um, Mm -hmm. North Carolina. That's correct.
0: Okay. Now with that being said, let's get into the meat of the conversation based on your areas that you focus on. Um, for people that don't know, Z Smith Foundation, with that amount of money being contributed towards the betterment of North Carolina, it's done through nonprofits and grants provided to nonprofits. Let's get into that dialogue because I can just imagine now, anybody that's a part of a nonprofit organization is trying to figure out, oh, I didn't know that they had that kind of money. How do I? How do I? How do we go about uh, submitting? Uh, application for a grant. Let's get into that process. Sure. So, uh, and a couple things I'd love to
1: to, to to provide as a bit of context. Okay. Uh, because I think it will be important for folks Please who do. are interested in Please applying for, for funding. So, uh, first of all, uh, probably worth noting that we have a number of different sort of uh, strategies and mm-hmm. then within that then we'll have different ways that people can, can apply for grants. Mm-hmm. Um, We also, I think it's probably worth noting that, you know, we are – Providing opportunities to when you say nonprofit, some folks will think about you've got to have a federal nonprofit mm-hmm, status, mm-hmm, uh, exempt mm-hmm. status, and that is the vast majority of who we provide uh, resources to. We also do provide resources to other organizations like governmental entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also provide it to some grassroots organizations that may not have their tax exempt status really? as long as we're working through what's called a fiscal sponsor uh, situation so okay. uh, and then finally i'll just say that um yeah we are providing resources in the neighborhood of oh somewhere 15 to 20 plus million dollars annually so okay. that gives folks a bit of context for what we what
0: we're doing okay
1: so, um, with with that then as background, um, our major grant making strategy is our state level systemic change strategy, okay. which we just explored a little bit. Okay, um, and we typically have uh, an open grant cycle mm-hmm. that uh, applications would actually be open now Mm -hmm. um, through uh, the end of towards the end of July okay Uh, we decided um, just a few weeks ago to announce that we actually are putting a we're canceling this open cycle as Mm -hmm. we uh, address some issues internally Mm -hmm. Um, and so we'll have to wait for a year for that one uh, that cycle to open that's the state one that's the state level systemic change okay that's correct okay um, in the meantime, so to not make uh, current grantees feel nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Certainly for those grantees that have two or three year grants, mm-hmm. your money is still coming. No it doesn't worries. affect. You. If your grant ends this year, mm-hmm. this uh, end of this calendar year, mm-hmm. and you would typically be applying now, mm-hmm. um, there is a mechanism where we're reaching out to you Well, yeah, have a will engage with you and will consider whether to provide an additional year's mm-hmm. worth of funding okay. while okay. we're while we have canceled this cycle. So, uh, so for for grantees, not a big issue mm-hmm. uh, uh, as to this this pause, if you will. Okay. Um, we also then have um, what we call our community base uh, strategy, mm-hmm. uh, and there are um, a couple of major. Uh, initiatives under that. Mm -hmm. One that has an open uh, cycle, that is our progress fund, community progress fund. Mm -hmm. And typically that application period would open in Sort of the October time frame through early December, mm-hmm. with grants being made in May of the following year. Okay. Again, with our um, pause, if you will, uh, we've decided not to have that cycle mm-hmm. this coming year. So we just finished one. Okay. Um, but our next one will not open uh, until we come off of that pause. Okay. Um, all, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say. So then we have some other. Uh, uh, granting opportunities mm-hmm. we're in the midst of one uh, right now in our exploratory visionary ideas mm-hmm. the application period is closed we've actually identified our semi-finalists uh, for our inclusive public art mm-hmm. um, we also provided uh, most recently some grants where we just we could tell in our community across the state mm-hmm. nonprofit community and other organizations a um, lot of stress these mm-hmm. last couple of years and we provided uh, what we call wellness grants okay um, to about uh, 61 or so different uh, organizations and entities okay um, of eighty two hundred dollars each just to help them sustain them through the pandemic yeah, okay uh, and just be supportive of them as they as they have grappled with all kinds mm-hmm. of issues these last couple of years okay um, so yeah then we have other ways of trying to provide resources to organizations. There may not be a formal uh, application process. We have things where we'll invite organizations to apply. Mm-hmm. In our state-level systemic change, we have such a cycle like that. Mm-hmm. Our, um, we have something where we focus on Winston-Salem, Forsyth County, and we'll engage with our community organizations, and we'll oftentimes invite them to to consider um, applying so we can think about providing them some resources as
0: well. Okay. A lot of initiatives that you have within your organization to kind of assist on the state level and the community level. Let's go back Mm -hmm. just for a second. I want to go back to the um, community-based strategy. Let's talk about in detail what exactly uh, the collaborative problem-solving grant is for.
1: Yes, sir. So, um, one of the things that we thought uh, would be um, a important initiative for the foundation to do is to engage with communities who are actually trying to engage in very significant, challenging issues. Okay. And unlike our state-level systemic change, where we say we are going to fund in these categories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with these particular priorities, mm-hmm. with this collaborative problem-solving, we essentially said... It does not matter. Okay. We're interested in what issues the communities are interested in, mm-hmm. and we want to be supportive of them. So we we had an application period. We ultimately decided to fund five communities mm-hmm. across the state, mm-hmm. uh, and we've done it uh, for now up to four years of support to these communities who are working on significant problems that cover everything from uh, adverse childhood uh, conditions mm-hmm. to Uh, issues around resiliency and um, uh, environmental issues, Mm -hmm. to issues around healthy living, um, to issues around affordable housing, to racial justice uh, issues. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The racial justice issues uh, focus uh, at least initially around um, issues around police and law enforcement accountability. And so Uh, Those communities span the state uh, Mm -hmm. from Asheville all the way down to the coast Mm -hmm. uh, to Charlotte uh, to Edgecombe County Mm -hmm. uh, and Gastonia as well. Okay.
0: In terms of the race relations, uh, every grant has uh, an end game, so to speak, Mm -hmm. results that you need to see or you would like to see that come out of this investment, so to speak. Um, When it comes to race relations, what type of programs have been implemented or have been affected by some of these grants that you provide for this? Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah, in an 80-plus year history, Mm -hmm. obviously, there have been lots of different things that the foundation has done that have focused on issues around race. Okay. Um, And I should just say as context – uh, there are times when, yes, we are looking for and funding for and hoping for a specific outcome. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we recognize that these issues are not going to be short-term fixes. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we're trying to provide resources to organizations so that they can really work on issues over a long period of time. Okay, uh, We'll provide what's called general operating support grants to organizations so they can really dig in and work on issues over a long period of time. So uh, with that then as context, um, our issues have – they've run the gamut on things that we've done in in race relations or racial issues. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we've found is critically important is who are receiving the dollars even, Mm -hmm. what organizations. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that the foundation has done now for, um, gosh, probably 20 years or so – is request of the organizations to provide their demographics of the boards, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. their boards of directors, mm-hmm. really trying to encourage uh, the organizations to reflect. You know, so there are many organizations that will say they will serve mm-hmm. uh, people of color, mm-hmm. but the boards themselves reflect that. don't reflect okay. that. And okay. so really trying to lift that up as a significant issue mm-hmm. and encourage organizations to Um, actually be uh, reflective of the communities that they are serving.
0: Okay. Uh, Also under the uh, um, community-based strategy, even though it's on pause for this uh, upcoming cycle, uh, get into briefly the Community Progress Fund. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So the Progress Fund um, then is our attempt to support organizations as they are, quote, making progress on an issue, an idea, uh-huh. their organization themselves. Uh-huh. Um, and so these are smaller dollar grants relative to some of the other grants that we make uh-huh. uh, in the sense that these are uh, grants of twenty to $30,000 uh-huh. for up to two years okay, okay. Um, to an organization. And so it's been a phenomenal uh, opportunity in the sense that, We've received, depending on the year, uh, three, maybe even 400 uh, applications, requests Mm -hmm. for funding. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to fund across the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, We probably will make uh, 30-something or so grants Mm -hmm. um, annually Mm -hmm. uh, through the progress fund. So Mm -hmm. it's a very competitive Mm -hmm. uh, opportunity, Mm -hmm. um, but uh, one where we're trying to serve Communities across the state, we have a particular emphasis in trying to serve people of color led organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, rural uh, organizations Mm -hmm. uh, across our state as well. And again, in this progress fund, it is like um, the collaborative problem solving in the sense that we're not saying what issues we will fund or not.
0: We're Mm -hmm. open to funding
1: Mm -hmm. a wide variety of of, issues. I like that
0: part about that, which leads me to the next one. I really got into this when I read about it, and I was—I said this is going to be real interesting because, it, there, there for me, there is no real set idea of what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the exploratory, visionary ideas. Yeah. Talk about that, and what is it? What it sounds
1: like? Yes, sir. Uh, in fact, it is. Okay. Um, so. One of the things we heard when we did our listening and learning tour that led to the creation of our current framework was Mm -hmm. Z. Smith Reynolds, you're actually one of the very few foundations that doesn't have this sort of real narrow scope. Okay, Lots of foundations will say we only fund X. Okay, Or we only fund Y. Okay. For Z. Smith Rentals, it is we only fund in North Carolina. Uh However, we have the ability to fund lots of different things. So don't narrow yourself. Okay. Okay. The second thing is, as we thought about our own foundation and its history, Uh one of the things that was abundantly clear was that this is a foundation that's willing to get out on the edge, be the first dollars in, be the organization that will fund in places that maybe others Will not do. Mm-hmm. The very first grant that the Z Smith Reynolds Foundation made was to the Department of, of Health, North mm-hmm. Carolina Department of Health, mm-hmm. um, in the nineteen thirties to help try to eradicate venereal diseases. Oh wow. And this isn't a this isn't many foundations. That's not going to be the first thing that they no, do. No, not at all. So. What we wanted to do then with our exploratory visionary ideas Mm -hmm. is lean into that history and also recognize we can fund in lots of different places. Mm -hmm. And so we've done that. Mm -hmm. The very uh, first sort of efforts, um, one that I'll spend a moment on, is something we call um, Inclusive Public Art. Okay. Which was... It's on my list. That that was coming next. (laughs) Yes, Which was essentially... Uh, The foundation's response to the incredible conversations and actions going on across the state and country, indeed, Uh around monuments. And, you know, uh, in particular, Confederate monuments. Uh Do you leave these monuments up? Do you take them down? Do Uh you place them somewhere else? Uh Well, the conversation that didn't seem to be happening that we wanted to explore, if Uh you will, and encourage our state to explore is, well then, what other stories could be told, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should be told mm-hmm. about uh, North Carolina and North Carolinians, and should be represented in permanent uh, art exhibits, right, uh, right. monuments, right. or other things, right. if you will? Um, and so, my goodness, an amazing response. We received eighty-something applications okay. for that. We ultimately funded ten. Okay, um, that are. Tremendous stories for North Carolina, everything from uh, U.S. colored troops mm-hmm. uh, fighting an important battle uh, down in Asheville to Sarah Keys Evans, mm-hmm. who uh, sat down on a bus and was arrested um, and filed a claim with the Interstate Commerce Commission uh, and had a decision uh, rendered in her favor. Uh, that came down about a week before Rosa Parks set down. Okay. Well, everyone's okay. heard of Rosa Absolutely. Parks. Absolutely. Uh, so recognizing someone like Sarah Keys Evans to uh, indigenous tribes uh, like the Snowbird Cherokee mm-hmm. uh, in the western part of the state to, if you're a sports fan, and I am, you know that. One, 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 <laughs> of the, one of the ones I really, truly enjoyed was. Mm-hmm. Um, football team in Hickory, North Carolina, Ridgeview High School, um, that uh, before desegregation, this high school football team went undefeated uh, for a number of years in a row, which Mm -hmm. is incredible. Mm -hmm. But actually, one of the years, they not only went undefeated, they went unscored upon. Oh,
0: wow. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Right here in Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah, in
1: Hickory, North Carolina. Wow. wow. Um, so it was neat to sort of recognize uh, that, that uh, uh, situation. So, yeah, everything migrant, farmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, we covered a number of different things in that inclusive public art to the point where we decided there are so many more stories to be told mm-hmm. that we're doing a second round mm-hmm. now. Um, and we actually have a national foundation, the Mellon Foundation, has decided to partner with us oh, wow. and sort of uh,
0: double uh, the amount of resources Absolutely. we can Absolutely. put
1: towards uh, this effort.
0: Um, for those of you just not tuning in, as, as you know, when I get into a conversation with our guests, I'll forget to even mention who we're talking to because we're just in here, as they say, chopping it up. Uh, we're talking to the executive director of the Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation, Mr. Mo Green, uh, talking about a lot of what I believe are, are unknown to most people in this community and throughout the state, uh, the various services that they provide funding for uh, in terms of helping North Carolina to elevate to another level as well and to continue to improve. Um, another another program that falls under the strategic um Arena of exploratory visionary ideas is Gare G A R E, and I'm using the the, uh, the uh, initials for it, but it's called Race Forward's Government Alliance on Race and Equity. Talk about that one.
1: Yeah, so this was an initiative that uh, focused on uh, municipalities okay. across the state who okay. wanted to lean in on racial equity endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um and perhaps were a bit concerned about whether to use some governmental resources to do so, okay, and so we said, use our resources, okay, and partner with gear mm-hmm. um, in um, yeah developing your strategies, your methodologies, the things that you want to focus on mm-hmm. um, and so there were. Uh, about a half dozen or so communities across the state mm-hmm. that uh, receive funding mm-hmm. uh, to p- support efforts uh, within their own locales. Mm-hmm. Um, so, those the issues that they focused on varied, okay. um, yeah, depending on where they wanted to, to place uh, emphasis. And, and, yeah, and so, yeah, we talked about issues of race earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there isn't, there almost isn't anything that you can look at that um, people of color Mm -hmm. are negatively impacted. Uh, and so, uh, these entities were looking at things like, uh, you know, driver's license and, you know, who perhaps, um, because of, you know, various, um, uh, you know, things that may have happened with them have Mm -hmm. lost their license. Mm -hmm. Well, has that impact been sort of disproportionate for mm-hmm. people of color? And, and the answer is yes, mm-hmm. oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, what can we do to address that disproportionality uh, in those situations? So, again, the, it varies across the state as to what folks did, but that's
0: that was that that was that effort. Okay. Um, some of the special programs. Uh, let me let me let me go to this one first uh, for the youth out there for those. It never fails. Anytime I get in front of a class here at Winston-Salem State University, uh, I'll ask the students the typical question that we get asked as adults. What's your five-year plan? Mm -hmm. And I get, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. Really? Okay. What's your plan for that? And they'll get to talking about it, and I go, you know what? I need to quit my job and come working for you because, obviously, I haven't guided my ship down the right lane. (laughs) Um, Internships. Let's talk about the in, uh, the summer internship program and the non-profit internship program. Yeah, so two different
1: uh, efforts. Okay.
0: So the summer internship
1: is something that's internal to Z. Smith Reynolds, where we will bring in a young person in college to okay. spend a few weeks with us. We've not done that particular program for a couple of a few years. Because of the pandemic, uh, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the non-profit internship program is something that the foundation started Probably about a dozen or so years ago now, mm-hmm. um, and started by uh, ourselves, the mm-hmm. foundation. it's now expanded mm-hmm. to include about uh, five other foundations okay. in North Carolina. But the idea was, and is, mm-hmm. that there are many young people, uh, mm-hmm. college uh, edu- yeah, in college right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. who want to work in the nonprofit sector,, right. uh, if you will. Well, the summer internship opportunities are often unpaid opportunities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which has a negative impact on those who can't otherwise afford to not be paid over right. the summer. Right, right. And so this is a way of saying, yes, you can work in the nonprofit sector mm-hmm. and receive uh, compensation for your internship. Uh, for, for, for your internship. Oh, that's cool. And so started, you know, again, by ourselves now with – uh, about five other foundations, about 40 or so internships across the state of North Carolina for mm-hmm. young people who are in college who are Pell eligible mm-hmm. um, can
0: participate in that program. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, that's really great. The sabbatical program. Sabbatical. Thinking about sabbatical. I know what that means, but what does it mean to Z. Smith?
1: Yes, sir. So this is a program that the Z. Smith Reynolds Foundation started Gosh, probably 30 or so years ago now, Mm -hmm. um, we're recognizing that there are leaders uh, in our state Mm -hmm. who are doing tremendous work. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the folks who, you know, are there day, night, weekends, uh, seen, unseen, making it all happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can get themselves burnt out. It's easy to do. And so... Uh, The sabbatical program was a recognition that these folk need a break, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, need a chance to recharge, uh, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, so that they can continue to do the important work uh, that they're doing. And Mm -hmm. so the sabbatical program essentially provides a way for – right now we do it for five uh, leaders uh, in our state Mm -hmm. – Basically get several months off Mm -hmm. um, and actually have, and we tell them, don't do anything. Yeah, just regroup. Regroup. Mm -hmm. Or do something that you've really wanted to do that's not connected to your organization Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is some support services provided to that individual. Mm -hmm. There's also... what we've also done in the last couple of iterations is provide some resources to the organization that they're leaving mm-hmm. because we found that when the leader leaves, then that organization can struggle. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so try to provide some resources to support that organization while the leader really is taking mm-hmm. a sabbatical mm-hmm. away from that
0: organization. It, that's interesting because being in a nonprofit zone now, coming from a commercial radio uh, spectrum, it's interesting to hear – that burnout um, term be relevant to nonprofit? Because I I can tell you, um, I might be a little different from most. I work seven days a week because of the passion of what I do Mm -hmm. or for what I do. So so burnout is, is a very relevant situation. But you have, for me, I've learned over time How to find my balance Mm -hmm. and most people because they're so passionate about what they do people don't understand especially in nonprofit because the staffs are limited that leader is the expert over most areas in that operation they're passionate about the mission and they're there to make improvements to make sure that that's the best that it can be and it takes its toll because you're working seven days a week Mm -hmm. like I don't do nine-to-fives I don't think I've done nine-to-fives in 40 years Mm -hmm. but You have to regulate if you know that you are um, prone to burnout. And burnout, the term burnout means that you get to a point where you just can't think. You're so overwhelmed by everything coming at you that you're responsible for that you just pretty much can't even focus. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And it's a problem for your team as being the leader. They they can't follow you when you're like that. So I really like the idea that you all recognize that and and award people for that. That's great.
1: Yeah, it has been, um, I think, one of the special and unique Mm -hmm. um, initiatives for the foundation. Um, I got to, when I joined the foundation, was already doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a retreat um, Mm -hmm. for leaders after uh, probably 25 years, folks who had done the sabbatical for 25 or so years, um, came back, Mm -hmm. um, and we did sort of a long weekend sort of deal, and it was amazing to hear how the sabbatical had really come at the right time mm-hmm, for so many mm-hmm, of these leaders mm-hmm, and allowed them to refresh and get renewed mm-hmm. and uh, stay in the work. Oh, that's uh, great. I love it.
0: Last but not least, on my list at least, um, the fellowship program. I think this one is is on in pause as well right now?
1: So the fellowship program is actually not on pause okay, right now. Okay. Um, so You're referring to the Z. Smith-Reynolds Fellowship Program. And so this is one where we provide uh, opportunities to recent college graduates. Mm -hmm. Um, We have two at any time that work with us in the foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they become uh, an integral part of the foundation's work. Mm -hmm. They uh, do uh, what we call site visits where we're going out and talking Mm to Uh, Folks who apply for grants, they will work on materials for um, the board Mm -hmm. um, to review as the board uh, will make decisions on who to provide grants to. They'll do research projects of of areas of focus and Mm -hmm. of interest uh, to the foundation. I want them to be, and they are fully engaged. In fact, as just one example of which I could give a number, Mm -hmm. um, the Inclusive Public Art uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Initiative. I really was the brainchild of one of our fellows uh, who was a recent college graduate. We were all trying to think about, you know, what should this foundation be doing in response to these issues of uh, monuments? Mm -hmm. And uh, it it was one of our fellows who said, well, how about we do something like public art? Mm-hmm. And all of us looked at her and said, <laughs> "You're on to the something." <laughs> there we uh, uh, we developed it further uh-huh. um, to make it more inc- you know, we, inclusive, inclusive mm-hmm. with communities mm-hmm. b- being engaged in it. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of thing that these fellows uh, are doing, and mm-hmm. we want to do. We want to have them be exposed. Mm-hmm to issues and individuals, mm-hmm. leaders, and community members across the state. So we take them everywhere we go, mm-hmm. um, such that uh, I think it's one of the, the richest sort of uh, experiences someone right out of college can, can Absolutely,
0: have. hands on, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you've mentioned, we've talked about quite a few programs that are available for grantees across the state uh, and locally. Um, And you mentioned the number of people applying for grants for each one of these programs. As the executive director, how do you focus and what's your focus when it comes to the selection process in terms of how do you differentiate? Well, obviously, their missions are going to help differentiate in the information that they provide. But what's most important to Mo Green when it comes to awarding these uh, uh, grants?
1: So, uh, it's going to, again, vary depending on which strategy we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And... um yeah, you know, that'll have a huge impact then on ultimately, you know, what uh, direction you go, what in. direction we go. Okay. I guess the second thing I'll say is, for almost all of the grants that are made, mm-hmm. it's actually our board of uh, trustees that make the actual grant decision. Okay. Okay. So there are times okay. when they give the authority to staff, but mm-hmm. that's in very limited situations. Okay. Okay. So what am I then looking for? Is going to be also then. I'm trying to think about how the trustees are going to be thinking about Mm -hmm. what they're going to be looking for. Okay, And so um, the things that then bubble up Mm -hmm. uh, for our our foundation, for our trustees, and then obviously then for staff are we're looking for folk who are, um, you know, willing to sort of get deep into the work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We're looking for people who might be directly impacted by the work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we're oftentimes looking for people of color, mm-hmm. led organization and color people of color serving centered organizations, mm-hmm. um, depending on the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also trying to be sure that we're really exploring, um, opportunities in rural communities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because it it might be somewhat easier to know about a place like Z Smith Reynolds mm-hmm. when there's another organization in a community that knows about us. Mm-hmm. Well, that turns out to oftentimes be in our urban centers, okay. as opposed to our more rural communities. So okay. we're trying to say, what can we do to be sure that we we look there? Okay. And then I would say. Um, again sort of leaning into who zsr is as a foundation Mm -hmm. we're not always looking for the tried and true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there are many foundations that 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 that's what they focus on Mm -hmm. Um, we're willing to take chances Mm -hmm. on people who have um, ideas Mm -hmm. who have passion Mm -hmm. Um, who are willing to sort of dig in and, and do the work mm-hmm. and just need some resources to make it happen. And so, um, you yeah, know, for us then, don't be um, discouraged by us or foundations, at least like ours, mm-hmm. um, by saying, you know, we're only looking for X, Y and Z. Right, right, right. Come on That's in not the door. Case here. That's come not the on case. in the door because yeah. it may be that uh, it's exactly what we're looking for. Absolutely. Um, with what they're trying to do. Uh, this is great.
0: This is great information. Um, I'm trying to remember if, if I forgot. Is there anything else that we haven't addressed that you want to put on the table now before we close out? I think we've covered a lot. I think we've, I yeah, think we've covered, we've covered a, a lot. Great yes, deal um, for all of you nonprofit profits, whether you're five hundred one c three or not. Um, if if your mission aligns with either one of these programs that you've heard us talk about today, I would recommend that you once again not pigeonhole yourself into, okay, this is this is a kind of corporate, nonprofit situation, so the structure has to be, no, come with creative ideas, because obviously we have enough issues going on in our communities throughout the state that are not resolved, so that that, that means that they are resolvable, so that there is some idea out there that can help in any given situation. Don't be afraid to present. I mean, that's, that's what they're there for, and we always trying to encourage people. The only way you're going to empower yourself is to at least give the effort. So thank you, Mo Green, uh, Executive Director of the Z. Smith um, Reynolds Foundation, uh, for a- absolutely spending time with us today. I-, I think that these are the type of discussions that I am very passionate about because it helps others. It helps other people It helps the community um, Because a lot of times Like we said in the very beginning For whatever reason People are not getting the information We hope that this particular show Allows people to uh, venture out and find out things that they've never heard before or are unfamiliar with and take advantage of it. So thank you for your time.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Thanks again for having me on, on this show mm-hmm. and for lifting up uh, what the foundation does and along the way also lifting up what so many North
0: Carolinians do to better the lives of, of our fellow North Carolinians. Right, I got a feeling this is not going to be the last time we have uh, discussions about this. Very good.